0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are continuing our conversation with author Ben Farrell. He's written a wonderful new book, Defeating Depression. You can be a victor, not a victim. And yesterday uh, we just heard a little bit about Ben's story how he has struggled off and on with depression in his life. But as a follower of Jesus, he's pressed into his faith and also uh, talked about nutrition and exercise and just uh, uh, little things that kind of add up together and help you get the victory over depression. And uh, if you missed yesterday's program, really want to encourage you to go to our website, org. That's HopeIsHereToday.org and catch up 14-minute program. I think you'll really be encouraged by it or share it with somebody that may be struggling with Depression right now in this season of life, but Ben, one of the things I love about your book is, uh, one, you you share from your personal story, so you have lived through it and continue to just acknowledge that sometimes it just happens in different seasons of life. But you looked, you gave a chapter one on defeating depression on a spiritual level, level another chapter dealing with depression on a psychological level and then uh, dealing with depression on a physical level. Let's start off with uh, how, how can we defeat depression on a spiritual level, please?
1: Oh, I'm glad you opened that door because <laughs> I'm loaded for that. Um, actually, Jesus Christ defeated depression. And one of the things that uh, it was an absolute revelation to me is when Jesus was on the cross, if you'll remember, he made a statement. He said, my God, why have you forsaken me? And um, I describe depression in my book, and whenever we talk about it, it is an utter hopelessness, a profound insecurity, and a feeling of desperation that stems from a false reality saying everything's coming to a terrible end, And I got a revelation, Greg, on that, and Jesus Christ himself experienced that. And here's how I believe he did. He said, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, you think about this. Jesus was one with the Father all the way back to the very beginning, from eternity. He was one with the Father in perfect harmony, perfect joy, perfect peace, then when he went on the cross, Greg, he was separated from his father. For the first time in eternity, he was separated from his father because he bore our sins on the cross. And think about how much that must have felt to Jesus. Here he's with Almighty God and one, his only, the Son. Of Almighty God and now all of a sudden his father is gone separated and I would say that would be a good description of depression coming over Jesus but guess what like everything else that he bore and faced on that cross he rose victorious so thank God that even though he may have felt that utter hopelessness and insecurity and desperation because he was separated from his heavenly Father. Thank God the Father raised him up, and they were reunited. And there's no depression in Jesus now, that's for sure.
0: Amen. I like (laughs) that you talked about in this chapter about the power of worship, and Psalm 1611 you listed with this. You said, you will show me the path of life in your presence, is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And, you know, you address that depression's not a new phenomenon that, uh, you know, many Bible characters struggle with depression. And you talked about David, which uh, a lot of people familiar with David and uh, share a little bit about David and his life.
1: Well, he is one that wrote in my presence is fullness of joy. And there literally is a manifested presence of God. We know that God is everywhere, so he is omnipresent. But there are times, in fact, the way I came to Christ was from that Asbury Revival in 1970, where the manifest presence of God came into that chapel service, and it lasted for, what, eight days, 24-7. And the presence of God, you could just go into that um that chapel hall in Ashbury, and the presence of God was so strong, he could just sit for an hour or two, and it just had this amazing peace and joy. And I tell you what, that is one major way to uh, win over depression, is to get into a uh, worship time where his presence begins to manifest and joy begins to come. And that joy is so much greater than anything uh, that depression can bring. So I think worship is a very big key. David was a worshiper, as we all know, but you can see it throughout the songs. He definitely had episodes of depression. You know, he said he filled his whole bed with tears. He said he felt like he was, you know, completely um, alone. And he had some very hard times, but through that, he became a worshiper and experienced the presence of God, and that will set us free.
0: Amen and amen. And I know for myself when I was struggling with a season of depression several years ago that... Just singing worship songs. I can remember singing the song "Open the Eyes" in my heart, Lord. I need to see you, and singing that in the church service with tears, were flowing down my cheeks. But uh, God really does speak to us. He comforts us through music, and would encourage you today. Uh, you may not feel like it, but would encourage you to listen to some worship music and just praise God and let Him help you break through uh, your season of depression. Another thing you talk about in the book, Ben, is a just to, I know it sounds like Captain Obvious, but uh, I think sometimes we have to be reminded of it. We make it too complicated. You talked about there's power, life, and healing in God's Word, and you shared one of my favorite scriptures, Second Timothy one seven, about fear. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, my father was a football coach there at Lafayette High School many many years ago, and uh, I remember he gave me a I got a football one year for Christmas. And man, that football was so precious to me that I would sleep with it. I would go to school with it. I had that football constantly. And I I look at the illustration where that first Timothy says, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So I think, hey, wait a minute. God gave me a sound mind. And, it's kind of like, okay, if depression and circumstances try to take that sound mind away from me, then I want to be tenacious like I was with that football. <laughs> Nobody could, even my two brothers, they couldn't take that football away from me. So when you have an episode of depression coming, you stand in your faith and say, wait a minute, you're not going to take this sound mind, you're not going to mess with my mind, it is sound. Thank God for He's given me a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. And you start talking like that and speaking God's word like that, that's powerful ammunition against depression.
0: Amen and amen. I found that to be so true in my own life and, You had a startling statistic that you shared on page 25 in your book. You shared about a recent study that said that indicated only 9% of professing Christians read their Bibles every day. And honestly, I I, didn't expect it to be 50% or anything, but I didn't expect to be an anemic 9%. -hmm. So that's like not even barely one out of 10 doing that. And uh, I mean... When we don't read our Bible, and it's not about perfect attendance, you know, checking the boxes, but, man, when we don't read that every day, we definitely leave the gate open for the enemy to attack our minds and uh, try to get us into a state of depression, right?
1: That's exactly right. In fact, you know, the Bible says the Word of God is alive, and it's sharper than the two-edged sword. It even divides between the soul and the marrow and the flesh. You know, the word of God can literally come in and and knows the word of God is alive and it knows how to go to the part of your brain and your feelings and your soul and feed it the joy and the peace that it needs. And I talk a lot about meditating the word in my book and you know, if you like I can't tell you how many times I've just sat still, started worshiping God and just going over and over again. So the Lord has given me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I have a sound mind. I thank you, Father, for my sound mind. I just meditate and meditate. And that word is powerful, especially when we roll it over and, you know, the definition for meditation, some of it says, mutter it and utter it and talk about it. And so that meditating the word is probably even more rare than people not reading it so learn to read the word and learn to meditate and invite the holy spirit to bring the word to life in our soul when we're depressed and we're anxious and it will affect us when we do that
0: amen If you tune in, we're talking with Ben Farrell. He's the writer of a wonderful new book called Defeating Depression. You can be a victor, not a victim. So we've talked about the power of worship, the power of God's Word. But I also love that you wrote a chapter called Dealing with Depression on a Physical Level. And uh, just talk a little bit here and uh, a little over two minutes that we have left today. Just talk about how uh, we can deal with depression on a physical level some, Ben.
1: One of the best things that I did was uh, I used to do a lot of just jogging. I'm not a, not a great runner, but exercise releases those endorphins in our brain. And that is a powerful way to overcome any kind of depression. The challenge to that is, is when you're dealing with depression, it's so hard to get up and do something. But if you can gather yourself and get up and start, take a walk, and pray and worship. Take a run or do some kind of exercise to get those endorphins in our in our uh, in our body to affect our soul and our feelings, and that really helps.
0: Well, and I think one of the things that I learned in my experience is that, like, I would go to Meyer and. Uh, be around people and you know i'm not a jogger but i'm a walker and I like to kind of power walk. Yeah. and i would go over you know in these yeah. huge department stores like a walmart supercenter, and walk with that and being around people can help you but you also you know you may say i can't afford a gym membership but you can go walk at one of these big box department stores or go walk outside or go walk inside a mall right
1: exactly
0: that's free <laughs> absolutely uh, talk a little bit uh, about nutrition too the importance of that well
1: you know we're surrounded with so many things that we eat that really are harmful to our mental health i mean we we consume so much sugar and chemicals and it's so important to what i call eat clean to make sure what we eat is not stuffed with the, junk and sugar and those kind of things because they can really open the door to an episode of depression
0: well unfortunately we are out of time but man what a just great two days we've had talking about a wonderful new book Defeating Depression, You Can Be a Victor, Not a Victim. I want to encourage you to go to uh, author Ben Farrell's website, bencares.com. You'll be blessed by that. He's also a wonderful musician. So check out bencares.com and get a copy of Defeating Depression. You Can Be a Victor, Not a Victim. Also, another way to help you if you're struggling with depression, check out the One Minute Cup of Hope that I do each day. You can find that on TikTok or on our Hope Is Here Facebook or Instagram page. You can find those simply at Hope Is Here l-e-x that's hope is here l-e-x for my one minute daily cup of hope thanks for listening hope you'll share this program if you're blessed by it we'll see you next time my name is greg horn this is hope is here thank you for listening to hope is here podcast to listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation please go to our website hope is today that's hope is here today Did you know that Hope is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one-minute Cup of Hope available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter that helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.